0: Hello and welcome to COVID-19 Voices from the Frontline from the Christian Medical Fellowship and today I'm with the anaesthetist and I'm delighted to welcome Alice who is a trainee anaesthetist from the east of England. Welcome Alice.
1: Thank you very much, good to be here.
0: It's great to have you here and as as you know we are hearing um, from those who are on the front line in healthcare just to get a perspective of what's going on in our hospitals and in our community, hence the title of the podcast. So Alice, if you could just tell us what you normally do and how things maybe have changed for you in the last couple of weeks.
1: Great. So I'm an anaesthetics registrar. Um, that means that I split my time between working in theatres, putting places to sleep for operations, but also do a lot of on-call work on the labour ward, providing epidurals um, and helping with caesarean sections. And then every now and again, do a little bit of critical care. The big change is that now I am solely working in critical care. So two weeks ago, I was delivering babies overnight, and now I'm doing ward rounds of sick patients on the critical care unit. Um, I think I've had multiple new rotors in the last few weeks. I get new emails with new places to be, et cetera. So it's lots of change, um, but we're mainly now just focusing on looking after patients, both with COVID, but also actually those without COVID.
0: Right. That's really interesting. So what you're really describing is that actually things have changed quite a lot for you from um, from before uh, and that they look different now. So can you just describe a little bit more of what, what that's actually like for you. And actually, I know from hearing from others, the case for many other trainee doctors around the country.
1: So I think it's realising that we aren't in control of our time any longer. We're used to getting schedules week in advance, being able to plan downtime, plan where we're going to be. There have been lots of meetings happening with people more senior than me, well above my pay grade. Um, And normally we were a part of that loop, but actually now we're just having to accept getting disseminated information via email with an update on where we're going to be one day at a time. And that's quite unsettling. Um, We're used to being in control in a way that we're not now. I think also... The work itself just feels quite different. Having to uh, gown up a lot more, going in to see patients with COVID, learning how to put on PPE, so personal protective equipment, and that PPE changing on a regular basis with guidelines changing um, what is an aerosol generated procedure, what's not, what puts us at risk, what doesn't. Um, so it's the uncertainty and the having to keep up with a pace of change, um, but we have very little control over.
0: Mm, that's really helpful to to hear that Alice. And and obviously you've mentioned things like 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 lack of control and 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 waiting. Um, as a Christian, how have you reflected on that and how has that helped you as you've been going into work in the last couple of weeks?
1: So it's been reflecting on God's consistency. I keep coming back to Hebrews 13:8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Ultimately, He doesn't change. Um, In all of this, the Lord is still in control. He's still that sort of Psalm 46 idea of my firm foundation. And that has been a real encouragement. I've also found actually working through kind of Lenten readings before this and now that real sense of longing for a saviour, longing for the resurrection, longing for the new creation. It's sort of very embodied experience at the moment. Uh, And... I am so excited for the day that we can gather as church and celebrate Christ's resurrection together again. Um, And actually, that hope of of that is so crucial to the day-to-day experience. I think we, as intensivists, we do simple things to try and give the body time to heal. But ultimately, we can't work miracles. We can't choose who lives and who dies. We can only do our small bit. And in all of that, knowing that I can rely on God is hugely encouraging because otherwise you just feel very powerless and it can be quite overwhelming at times.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's really helpful. Thanks. And just thinking of how we can be praying for you and particularly thinking of other trainee doctors um, around the country who are facing those similar challenges of, of loss of control and and things. How can we be praying for you?
1: Um, I think first of all, praying that we could be grateful. We haven't got lots of control in the way that some people do. We are very thankful for our jobs. We have a secure income. We have a place to go work and spend time with colleagues who are going for a shared experience. So, but we will be grateful for that. Um, We are, I think many of us are conscious of those blessings, but also praying that we can have trust in Christ's consistency and God's consistency, that we won't become anxious with the changes, that we won't um, become overwhelmed by the changes and that actually we will be able to go into work and bring a bit of salt and light to our colleagues. Um, and I think we also need to step up and be chaplains a bit more to our patients. They haven't um they're not allowing vicars in to visit um patients any longer. So actually but we will step up and have the courage to look after our patients both spiritually as well as physically it would be great.
0: Alice, thanks so much for that. It's really, really helpful. And you've been uh, writing along with a couple of others, uh, something we're putting out through CMF called Facing Coronavirus, the Practicalities of Critical Illness and the Reality of Mortality," which is aimed at helping relatives and, and others caring for, um, for people to think about in advance about decision making. Is there anything you wanted to say about that before we finish?
1: So the main point is that These are conversations that you can have at home. They are opportunities to uh, talk with loved ones about um, the hope of the new creation. Um, But that actually these are conversations that need to happen. More and more hospitals are closing doors to visitors. More and more hospitals are having to have these conversations by phone rather than face to face. And therefore, the more prepared you are for these conversations, the easier it will be both for you, but also for the doctors having them. um, They're not easy conversations to have, but actually they're good conversations to have.
0: Great, Alice. Thanks so much for joining me.
1: You're welcome. Good to be here.
0: Now we mentioned that resource that Alice has been involved in producing that will be out on cmfblog.org.uk along with other resources uh, which can be used by churches and the general public as well as healthcare professionals. I'm delighted that in a forthcoming episode on Voices from the Frontline we'll have hospital chaplains joining us to explain how this is impacting their work as well. There's many more resources at cmf.org.uk and we'll look forward to joining you for another episode of Voices from the Frontline soon. Thanks.